Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Delta Green role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Lover in the Ice. It was written by Caleb Stokes, and it's part of the Delta Green universe. Uh, this is the third time that I have run this. I'm the handler, and this is episode one. So, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. For a few days now, all the local news broadcasters have been focused on one thing. On January 2nd, 2017, an apocalyptic ice storm struck LaFontaine, Missouri. An extreme cold front from the northeast caused a 30-degree drop in ground temperature over a matter of hours. Simultaneously, humidity reached 100% and a torrential thunderstorm blanketed the region. The rain, already barely above freezing, coated everything in layer upon layer of ice. Roofs collapsed under the tremendous weight. Trees literally exploded as the sap froze and expanded in their trunks. Large branches were sheared off and came crashing down on anything below. Power was out. Transformers shorted and fell flaming from their poles. Parked cars were sealed under four inches of solid ice. People did what they could to get to safety, but flights in and out of the area were canceled. Police, firefighters, and local assistants came nearly to a halt. The governor declared La Fontaine a disaster area and put out a call for national assistance, but the ice and the ongoing severe weather prevented relief services from responding. Day after day, the disaster continued. It was on the television morning, noon, and night. But this did not directly concern you until the afternoon of January 5th. It is then that you received a phone call. You recognized the number before you even answered as one of the half dozen numbers arranged ahead of time by Delta Green. The person on the other end confirmed your identity and followed by saying, we hope you enjoy your night at the opera. Your redemption code is STL2345. Come prepared, don't be late. And with that, they hung up the phone. STL, Lambert International Airport, St. Louis, Missouri. 2345, that's 1145 p.m. That gave you a few hours to prepare and drive to the airport. You arrive on time and you park your car in long-term parking. You make your way to the TSA office. One of their officers lets you into the conference room where you are joined by four other agents. Fine weather we've been having. Oh yeah, just, totally delightful. Just Fine lovely. here at least. Been a hot minute since I've seen something like that around these parts. After a few minutes, a very tired-looking man in a rumpled suit comes in. No nonsense. He walks to the front of the conference table, and without a smile, he sits down and he begins. Okay, let's get started. Please sit down. My name is DHS Special Agent Patrick Hill, and suffice it to say that I know who all of you are. 
uh, we have a situation in La Fontaine that needs to be looked into. You might want to take some notes. No doubt that you have been following the ice storm disaster on the news. Don't worry. It's not some extra-dimensional incursion or anything like that. And we're not going to be providing relief efforts. Those poor bastards, they ain't our concern. This is a green box problem. <clears throat> First, let me give you a little history. Back before 9-11, pretty much everything was done out of green boxes by uh, Delta Green. Uh, agents functioned in and out of them. Uh, they were distributed all over the place, and that was good enough for the most part. Then in 2002, Delta Green was reorganized, and there was a period of transition. A team was put together in order to repurpose assets from the old program into the new program. At least that was the idea. To my understanding, they did a cost-risk analysis based on the needs of the moment and the proposed 2003 budget. In any case, it was decided that moving things out of unsecured private storage and into secure official locations just wasn't worth the effort. I don't know if it was because the contents of the green boxes was too volatile or if they maybe didn't trust the agents running the transition, or maybe they just couldn't find a fucking truck. I don't know. I wasn't there. But one of those old green boxes is in La Fontaine. Believe it or not, it's just a, a storage unit. Uh, for security, they, ex, uh, they installed a basic electronic alarm on the door. Uh, they got some friendly uh, from the utilities company. Uh, let me see, that's Skip Mills is his name. The records show he's a clean-cut white-bred American. They gave him some bullshit story about maintaining a uh, secret counter-terrorism storage site or something. Do it for God and country. The typical patriotic, make-your-life-matter sort of crap. From what we gather, he was there strictly to monitor and to report. He never had a key, as far as I know. I guess the idea was that agents would come back to the box after a few months and move everything to a safer location. Well, folks, it's been 15 goddamned years, and it's a wonder nothing's happened before this. Okay. <clears throat> so the storage unit, um, the storage unit is located at Earl's Rent-A-Space, Unit 0171 at 356 West Franklin Street in La Fontaine. Um, officially, Delta Green... Delta Green has given it a designation of GB224, but that's that's a new number. So the ice storm hit hard on January 2nd, and something must have happened. The security system went silent. Uh, I'm sorry. The security system sent a silent alarm to communications and reported a breach. And thanks to some outdated technology, Nobody in Signals picked up the damn thing until two days later on the 4th. That's when they dragged my ass out of bed. So I checked the roster, and there are no agents in the field for 500 miles in any direction. The only reason you guys are here is because you were the closest in proximity. I tried getting a hold of this friendly Skip Mills, but uh, not only are the lines down, but the cell towers as well. 
I honestly don't know if Mills uh, was even on the silent alarm call list or not. In any case, I can't get a hold of him. Hell, I can't get I can't conveniently get a hold of anyone in La Fontaine. The power is still out in most places. Uh, anyway, we're blind out there. And for all we know, the door to GB224 has been wide open for days. Um, you'd think that Delta Green was better organized, but the biggest clusterfuck of all is we don't even know what's inside the green box. Apparently, the files never got closed. We haven't been able to determine anything except that the green box was breached. We don't know who placed it or which agents were involved 15 years ago. Not a clue. To be honest, I don't even know for sure if this guy Mills is on the level. He could be a flake. So your mission, your mission, number one, to safely recover, move, and secure the contents of the green box. Number two, take an inventory, create a record of the items, and see if, if you think anything is missing. Hopefully there will be some paperwork inside, but who knows. And third, see if you can locate this Mills, this, this guy, uh, see what he knows, find out why he didn't report the breach. And remember, he doesn't actually know anything about Delta Green. Uh, if he's doing it by the book, it may be kind of comical. Uh, he's going to ask you for a code phrase uh, to confirm your authority. Uh, let's see, what was it? He'll, he's going to ask you, <laughs> do you want to go to the goddamn movies? Your response should be, only if you let me pay for the milk duds. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I won't be joining you on this one. I've been up for two days trying to coordinate everything, making selections, trying to make contact with anyone in LaFontaine. We had no other choice of agents. You were it. I can't for the life of me think of any reason why anyone would put the five of you in a room together, but you'll have to make do. Paperwork is on the table. Your cover is that you are part of an oversight group working for FEMA, the Federal uh, Emergency Management Agent. Just to be clear, that's an oversight group. Uh, that makes you watchers, not workers. But for God's sake, don't abuse it. The cover is shaky, and you guys probably don't know much about how FEMA works. So bluff as best you can, but be cautious. I got you some office space squared away with the city utilities company where Mills works. Uh, fuck knows I spent enough time on the radio trying to find their boss. If you need a place to sleep, apparently there is a La Quinta Inn across the street uh, that appears to be housing relief workers. Uh, you might be able to secure a room. Uh, you can make your uh, you can make that your temporary headquarters uh, to do your work. I got a ride for you with the National Guard disaster relief convoy. It leaves in about oh, 20 minutes. Um, there's some gear for you on the table there. Uh, you'll need to look more like FEMA agents. We are we have some burner phones. Text me if you need something, but keep the messages clean and coded. Get your story straight. You should probably discuss amongst yourselves before you leave what roles you might want to take in all of this. I ain't going to hold your hand. Uh, any personal or uh, traceable gear that you brought with you, wallets, cell phones, you can leave them here. Uh, they will be secured for your return. 
And finally, if there is something out there, do what needs to be done. I expect you to think on your feet, like in the cowboy days. I'll do what I can from here, but there's a hundred miles of solid ice around you in every direction, so don't expect miracles. <laughs> Hell, don't, don't expect anything at all. You are on your own. Okay, five minutes for questions. One point of clarification. At Earl's Rental, you said the unit is 0171. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Right. Making sure. Excuse me. Yes, sir. If we locate Skip, what exactly do you want me us to do with him? Well, like I say, he doesn't know anything about us, so... The, the records show that he was pretty legitimate. That's why they chose him. So find out why he didn't report anything or I, I guess he might not have even known. Okay. So react accordingly to see if he's not compromised yeah. or anything. He is, of course, still a, an employee at the utilities company. So maybe everything's fine. Uh, yes, so um, do you want us to close out this green box or resecure it? Yeah, you can, you can, you know, if you think that it's okay, you can bring it all back to your, wherever you're going to set up uh, headquarters and we'll do a, we'll do a retrieval once this, uh, this ice gets out of our way. Once they clear the roads and stuff, we'll send in a van or something to pick it up. But it would be appreciated if you take an inventory of it and see what the stuff is. And it might be nothing. This Skip Mills goes all the way back 15 years ago? Yes. Yeah. So as far as we know, he still works for the utilities, but there is. Yes, I've, I've confirmed that he is still a, okay. a, an employee there. He works on the power grid or something like that. Probably busy servicing the town then. Uh, I have only seen what I have seen on the television, which is mostly brightly lit news people shivering in, in front of chaos. I am assuming that La Fontaine's a really small community. Oh, no. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's smaller than most towns around, but, uh, um, you know, In terms population. of getting around there ourselves in these weather conditions, are we going to have to walk everywhere? Are we... Um, be able to requisition two snowmobiles. Uh, you know, I'll I'll try and contact the utility. You probably will have utility working trucks. Um, they're going to have to be four wheelers in that in that, and uh, um, they're not going to be coming from here. We're we're sending you in on the military because those trucks can actually get through pretty rough conditions. I don't know. We don't know what the condition actually is. Uh, you'll have to to wing it. Do we have any contact name as our FEMA oversight group? No. No. You're, uh, they think that FEMA is, there's probably FEMA already there, but they're workers. Um, they, they probably won't take the time to check any records, not under these conditions. But like I say, don't get involved in the work or you'll, you'll be doing that for the next 10 days. Anything else? All right. 
I'm going to go to bed. Um, good luck. The convoy is through that door down at the end of the hall to your left. Uh, the National Guardsmen are expecting you. Good night. And he gets up and walks away. Um, you look over at the gear at the table. Um, you have uh, you have a couple of things there. You have uh, flashlights. Uh, you have burner phones. Uh, the burner phones each contain a single number, which you assume is and and they're labeled "mom." Um, you have. Uh, heavy winter gear to wear and uh you have uh fake identity name tags not bad so those are your identities if you want to uh <laughs> use them they took a photo of me in my current outfit yeah, same, delta actually. green they're amazing <laughs> what the how they pulled that off have your names old photo though my hair looks totally and different. are these past expiration uh, no, it's 2017. These don't expire for. Oh, okay, got it. Three or four Fair. years. Very nice. Yeah, I, that should pass a quick glance with most people. So you have a few minutes while you're there getting getting dressed. If you want to talk to each other about. Yeah, well, let's do a round of introductions, shall we? I'll go first. I would say good afternoon, but look around us. You can call me Agent Bones. I am a resource for the group to manipulate the bureaucratic process. And I do have combat training as well for times of duress. Agent Curie, scientist. Uh, not going to be much help in a fight, but uh, hell, I don't know how much help I'm going to be in this entire thing. But like you said, closest. I'm uh, Agent Delilah. Um, I'm good in the outdoors. <clears throat> good with what, Delilah? I'm good in the outdoors. Um, ah, got it. I, I, I lived in Africa for many years. I'm Agent Elkhorn. Um, I guess my alias is Jared Locklear now. Uh, so. That's what we can go by. Fairly local, uh, similarly at home in the outdoors. I can handle myself in a fight. I'm glad that uh, Agent Bones can handle the bureaucracy because that's not my strong suit. Um, I've made a living um, getting myself out of hairy situations in the woods and um, avoiding bureaucracy and uh, talking to people. Yeah. Hi, uh, Agent Alarm. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to work out this FEMA oversight cover, because I don't know the first thing about that. I will say that I do know uh, a bit about uh, emergency management in a more local and short-term framework. Um, so that might possibly be of some use. Uh, I can I could see why Patrick Hill thinks we're a somewhat mismatched group, but I don't really think that's surprising, nor do I think it's surprising that they don't know what the hell was in that green box. It seems more standard than surprising to me. 
um, it looks to me like Davidson and Briggs might pass themselves off as bureaucrats better than some of us. I don't know what that means about an oversight committee. Does that oh, you don't use... you worry. I look the part and I'll put my briefcase on the table and start packing some of the supplies. You also have matching um, like windbreakers that go over your clothes that are all blue and have fake logos on them for FEMA. Yeah, and as I open the briefcase, you can see zip ties, an ice pick, and a laptop. Hmm. Damn. Don't want to know what your day job is, Bones. You'd be surprised. Sure I would. Well, shut the briefcase. In the in the gear with the phones, the flashlights, and the uh, hopefully in some of those chemical hand warmers and whatnot, are there any armaments? No. Oh. As FEMA, you wouldn't have any reason to be carrying armaments of any kind. Did anyone bring armaments? I no. I I I haven't held a gun for for five years now. I have a handgun secured in my vehicle. That's about it. I've got a sidearm and a couple of less lethal things. Um, obviously not personal or traceable to me. Um, I figured that would be a prudent thing to do. Well, we don't have long. If you what you do, you, uh, you brought those in. Locklear, is that Locklear? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we've got we can't miss the convoy. So, do you think you have time, Davidson, to retrieve that yeah. item, or it might we have ten or fifteen minutes to run all the way out to his car, come all yeah. the way back? You've also got a box here for all of your items that are going to stay behind. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But these. Well, we're 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 going to a green box anyway, and those normally have. Some kind of weaponry in them, so yeah. Um, uh, assuming it's not compromised, we should be should be okay. Really, you know, Miss Kelly, you're gonna rely me. on uh, this system that's held together by duct tape. Look, when I was in Africa, we worked off of the back of our own uh, efforts. Do they have colossal Having... snowstorms in Africa? No. Uh, in fact, this is very much against what I'm uh, used to, but we are here to do a job and we're going to do it. And so if that means we relinquish some uh, weaponry along the way, that is something that we may need to do. But yeah, hopefully this is just a, a walk-in, fix-it, walk-out situation, and then we're all okay. And then I don't have to pick up a gun again, but can if I need to optimistic right we're not going to be able to get our weapons through tsa yeah like I did. that's not to say we can't just come back to the anyway. airport to collect our things mm. well uh dan it's up to you 
Laquin would oh. have a, a hardware store, and in theory, in a time of need, a potentially, uh, maybe some things go missing. You know, it happens. Uh, you, you see how uh, people are when there are uh, floods and uh, all the rest of it. Sometimes things go missing. That's all I'm saying. Hey, sometimes people have to buy self-defense against looters in an outage. Exactly. We don't want to... If we run into looters, that is an issue for our safety, and we would need uh, some sort of protection. I'm sure the federal government would be happy to provide. God bless America. It's a little town in the middle of East Jesus Nowhere, Missouri. I'm assuming there's going to be at least one gun store, but probably more. Why don't we hitch a ride on this convoy and get going? Sounds like a plan. Let's do that. Okay. So you follow the corridor and you are greeted by a National Guardsman who escorts you aboard a Navistar Defense 7000 MV troop transport stuffed with blankets, clothing, and food. Uh, As the transport sets out, you are freezing and uncomfortable, but the disaster relief convoy has the only military vehicles capable of uh, getting anyone across the icy Midwestern landscape. Uh, You sit in the back, and there are three National Guardsmen who are sitting there um, with you. One of them says, sorry it's so cold. There's There's a blanket there if you need it. I'm sure the Refugees won't mind using it for a bit. It's going to be a while before we get there. You don't want to freeze to death. Oh, no, that would be unfortunate. Indeed. So you left Lambert Airport just after midnight. The date is now January 7th, 2017. Normally, it would take about an hour and a half to drive to La Fontaine from St. Louis, but because of the damage to the roads, the dangerous stretches of ice, the fallen debris all along the way, it's not until 6 a.m. when you finally uh, enter the town. Uh, Nothing could have prepared you for the level of destruction that you're now seeing. The nightly news had said that La Fontaine was ill-prepared for winter weather. The city had sold most of its salt trucks and plows to keep from declaring bankruptcy. Nearly every road is blocked with felled trees. Phone and power lines dangle everywhere. The few emergency responders you see are still chiseling their own vehicles out of the ice like sculptors. And most of the ones who have already succeeded uh, have subsequently skidded off the road. The majority of homes remain damaged and without power. The the residents uh, who didn't manage to flee have been left to freeze in winter temperatures or to make do in some way. Getting to the few operational shelters requires trekking on foot across the eerily beautiful city of ice. Upon arrival, the refugees are crammed into uh, crowded shelters filled with cots and hastily packed suitcases. Even the lucky ones with vehicles rugged enough to escape the city often have to find a path uh, ahead through the felled trees. The roar of chainsaws is constant. Uh, even after six days, relief teams have made scant headway. A few major roadways are cleared and salt. The commercial and university districts uh, to the south have some power restored. 
Very little relief has come to the side of town your convoy is currently inching through. Uh, the north of La Fontaine is the oldest part of the city, cut off from the rest by a moat of abandoned warehouses, rail yards, factories, and other remnants of the city's industrial past. The mass of old growth trees dotted uh, its residential neighborhoods uh, have caused more damage there than anywhere else. The only lifeline south, the Zora Neal Hurston Bridge, remains a closed icy mess. It will be difficult to tell who needs help in northern La Fontaine. Only the locals can distinguish which homes were abandoned to the storm or which ones were left vacant by the real estate crash. Nevertheless, progress is being made. Operating out of the headquarters of city utilities, workers are slowly getting La Fontaine livable again. So far, no serious casualties have been reported. It appears that while the storm will certainly be expensive, none of the relief workers will be haunted by lost lives. It's uncomfortable, but patrons and emergency shelters are keeping everyone fed and warm. Shortly after 7 a.m., you arrive in the parking lot of the city's utility headquarters. The transport leaves you in front of the main building. As you enter, it is chaos. The lobby is clogged with activity. Complaining customers are packed in like cattle. Uh, overworked receptionists do their best to calm the crowd. The temperature is uncomfortably uh, warm as you walk into the, the lobby. How do you proceed? Full house. <clears throat> Uh, do we want to, um, I don't mind thawing here for five minutes. I think the sheer anger and frustration is warming this place. Uh, maybe we want to establish the ho the motel as quickly as possible, though. Right. We should definitely talk to the person in charge and say that our presence is going to be on site. But not to worry, we're going to be doing our own thing. You want mm -hmm. to take tackle that then, Bones? I can get the hotel room situated. Yep. Okay. Might be having there. to bunk up a couple of us. Just a warning. This place is probably, the hotel is probably packed. It's got electricity. Probably. But oh, yeah. time and need, I'm sure they'll find a, a corner for us at least. I seem to have said we are officials after all. Exactly. But yeah, I don't think we want to be here very long. So right. close accommodations are not going to ruin this little vacation. I'll need someone else. It looks better if we have two. Go with you. Okay. Um, so the two of you, you're going to uh, try to secure lodging. Is that what you're doing? I'm going to get the hotels. Bones and Elkhorn are going to go talk to the officials in the area. Yeah, okay, I, I can come with um, Agent Curie as well. Right. Okay, well, Agent Curie and you. Um, uh, the temperature outside probably is negative 20 in Fahrenheit. That's pretty damn cold. <laughs> um, you guys uh, bundle yourselves across the uh, parking lot to what you can see across the street is a La Quinta Inn. Um, there is a small 
uh, diner attached to it that does seem to be working. You do see a lot of uh, uh, laborers going in and out of the La Quinta Inn. Um, there's quite a few rooms, though, so you don't, uh, you don't really have any trouble. You go into the lobby, and you are assigned rooms on the second floor. That's all that's left. Um, and uh, how many did you want to get? Or did you want I to mean, if there's enough room for each of us to have our own space, that's fine. I don't know if they have any suites, but that'd be a good place to establish a base of operations. Okay. Um, yeah. And in this case, because you're with FEMA and because you are here for the problem, uh, there's no charge. You're just, you're just assigned rooms. So right. we'll say that you're all assigned rooms in a cluster because that makes it easier. Really? That sounds good. Um, all right. Um, the rest of you are still in the lobby and, um, it's, it's like utter chaos. You do see, um, some people behind desks trying to sort things out with the people who were at this point, pretty much yelling at them. Um, but, um, there is one woman you see moving around behind the counter that, uh, seems to be in charge she's going from one to the other she's making sure this gets done the paperwork is in line and and so forth um and she is frantically moving about i'm going to approach her and i'll whisper to elkhorn hey just follow my lead you got it boss and and she looks over and she sees you and she says oh yeah the the, you're the fema people correct ah they told me you were coming in. Oh, hold on just a minute. I got some stuff to do here. I'll uh, I'll get with you in just a minute. She goes off. Um, Is there a coffee available? Uh, yeah, there's a coffee machine in the corner. Then I'll make her a cup. Of course. Um, she eventually comes back in your direction. She's like, she's like, all right. Um, let's see. What did they tell me? You were you were a uh, you're coming out to, to, to overlook some of this stuff. Um, we're going to set you up in uh, on the second floor in the, um, the, the grid room. Oh, shit. Um, that's right. I'm sorry. There's so much shit going on right now. It's really hard to keep straight. It's that was actually one of the, the big tree outside. I don't know if you noticed it, but it smashed through last night. Uh, the side we moved to. Uh, we moved that department out uh, out into the parking lot into a uh, a trailer. Says, so you've, uh, you posted us into a trailer? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's you know the way it is right now. It's all I can do. The, the upstairs is actually pretty smashed up. Uh, we moved uh, we moved our our guy out there. Mm. Well, um, my name's Mark Davidson. I'm an operations supervisor for FEMA. Uh, but you can just call me Mac. And this here is uh, my deputy ops, uh, Jared. No, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm probably not going to be able to remember your names, but maybe in a few days we'll but have what is yours? Coming. Oh, uh, I'm uh, I'm Tanya uh, Cambria. I'm the head manager right now. Uh, and believe me, this whole fucking thing is driving, you know, it's everybody's working. And that little bastard, that... Uh, that uh, Mr. Mills, who you're going to be out in his office, he mm -hmm. calls in sick. And I told him, you can't call in sick. He says, you know, you call in sick and 
things aren't getting done, you know, and I told him that his job is is in jeopardy, but yeah, whatever, I mean, you know, with storm patrols and outages happening, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, well, absolutely. we'll have to pick up some of that slack. Um, now, you do understand that we're the watchers. We are going to go out and see right, yeah. the condition, and we'll send our own teams to address them. All right. Yeah, fine. Uh, let me uh, – here, I've got the keys here. Let me take you out to the, um, the trailer. So Skip called in sick, eh? Uh, well, he went home sick. He was – he looked pretty peaked, you know, like he was uh, sweating up a storm and, uh, um, you know, don't want the guy to die from pneumonia, but it's not the kind of thing that the uh, the public utilities is going to overlook, you know, when, sure. when it comes around to, he's, he's normally a good kid. He's a good kid. He's just, you know, in this case is the one time he's been kind of flaky. Um, so you guys sort of worm your way back out through the crowd and you start across the parking lot, just as you see uh, the others coming out of the La Quinta end. Tanya, do you have a way that we could get a hold of this, Skip, just in case we need to ask him some questions? Oh, yeah, I can, I can give you his home phone number and stuff. That's okay. not a problem. <laughs> um, the problem is landlines are down. How about an address? Oh, uh, we got that, too. Okay. Sure. Um so you all kind of gather together as you're walking across the parking lot. And you see what they've done is they've set up these big old temporary trailers. Um, they're maybe four or five feet off the ground with little metal uh, stairs going up to one, a door in one end. You can see light coming through windows along the sides of them. They look pretty old. You know. And, and she's, Gives you the whole, you know, she says, they used to use these as school rooms when they were building the school and they didn't have everything done. Uh, but uh, they keep repurposing them, so they're repurposed for this. Although, you know, you notice we have power, of course, we're the power company, but uh, uh, there's a lot of places that don't. we got to monitor the grid. That's Skip's job. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have connections to monitor, the, you know, the town. Um, she, you get to the metal stairs and... Uh, uh, everybody just kind of do a, well, we'll just say a luck roll for the fun of it. Failed. Uh, 14, so, yeah. You got a 20. Okay. So if you failed, perhaps when you start up the little metal stairs, you make the mistake of grabbing the <clears throat> railing. Uh -huh. uh, the railing is blistering cold. Um, so... You don't take any damage, but it sets the scene. Um, you get up to the door. She pulls out her keys. She unlocks the door, and she opens the door. And you are all hit with a blast of heat uh, because, you know, you're cold outside. The heat inside blasts through the door. Um, uh, and she says, yeah, quick, come on, come on inside. So to describe this trailer on the inside, there's basically three parts. There's right when you're walking through the door, there's a couple of little chairs and seating. Um, this is all, all jury rigged. This was an empty, vacant, you know, rectangle, and they brought in desks and they brought in things. So it does remind you of an old, uh, you know, thrown together office. Um, just beyond that first petition, 
there is an area where Skip would be working. There's a desk, there's a computer, um, and various other things. There's also an attached restroom at that point. I'm sorry, no, sorry. And then beyond that, there is an area where there's a whole bunch of things. There's chairs, there's desks, there's filing cabinets, um, not of not arranged. They're just sort of shoved back there. It looks like we don't need that part of the the trailer, so we just shove all the junk back in the back of it. And then there's a a restroom door beyond that. Um, you step inside, and he she she says, "So this is his station here. There's the computer." Um, and she says, "The uh, uh, if you need to get into the grid, the password is." And she gives you the password. Um, uh, there's also a coffee maker right over there uh, in the back. You can you can get that going. And if you need anything, uh, you can get me on the extension, the phone extension of zero one three. That will get my desk, and I can answer it. The the phones are working between the buildings. It's all wired, you know. So uh, if you need anything, you know. Be my guest and uh, and give me a call, uh, but it's really busy, so it might take me a while to get to you. Right. Well, right. thank you so much, Tanya. Um, I'll just let you know we're probably going to use this space minimally as we'll be out doing field work, but you can reach me from this number, and I give her my burner. Oh, cool. Yeah, sure. And she uh, she takes note of it. Um, she's well. Enjoy yourselves. This is a horrible, horrible thing that's happened to our little town. And she closes the door and goes out. Now, everybody do a, well, we'll call it spot hidden, but it's really just noticing. Search? Yeah. Search or Oh, search. I'm sorry. That's right. This is the Call of Cthulhu, is it? Past it. Search. But you're not searching this. Or alertness. Alertness is it, right, in this game? Yeah. Alertness. Okay. Well, I passed. Now yeah, that get- you've been in the building for two minutes, um, it's really fucking hot. You're now getting very uncomfortable in your in your winter clothes. Um, you look over at the thermostat, and it's set to eighty five degrees. And considering how poorly insulated this thing is, he must be. This part of Skip's illness that he was getting the chills. She said he was also sweating. I don't like. I don't like it, honestly. Yeah, uh, this guy seemed like he was in a bad way. Yeah, let's some kind of bug or or parasite. Maybe he checked out the the box. You know, I mean, I, oh. I, I'm afraid we have to consider the possibility that he's got a pathogen given the timely timing of this unwellness. I might be of assistance in that realm. So maybe okay. I should go check in on him. Uh, yes, I was able to get his address. Yeah. Um, how was uh, his, how secure is his computer? Anything oh, yeah, well, the password. She gave you the password. Are, are oh. you going to go check out the computer? As long as we're here, I don't see why not. Also, I'll I'll put on a pot of coffee because I slept about 
five minutes in that convoy. All right. So one thing that you notice is that, like she said, the trailers are old. This is trailers old. It's got a real musky sort of stink to it. Um, and with the temperature turned up, it's pretty stanky, you know. Uh, but uh, Agent, uh, well, Agent Alarm, as you um, approach the desk, uh, first of all, we'll tell you what you're looking at. Um, it's a temporary desk that's been set up, but it looks like Skip has brought some things from his desk upstairs down here. Um, there is a little uh, pencil holder that's set up on the top of it. It's got a little American flag, you know, sticking out of it. Um, there is a picture of, uh, you assume, him and an older woman. You assume maybe him and his mom. From the look of it. Um, Mama's boy. Uh, you, uh, you notice that things are fairly well arranged, especially up on the shelf and so forth. Uh, if you open up a drawer, things are neatly, clearly, cleanly arranged. Um, the keyboard doesn't look so clean. Um, the computer, maybe it's a temporary. It looks like it, it's pretty dirty. The smell in the area is, you know, it's like sweat and, uh, and not very pleasant. Um, using the password, you open up the computer or you turn you, it, it, the computer immediately comes on and it becomes apparent there are kind of like two parts of the computer. And one part is the grid. It shows you the electrical grid. It shows you the power source. It shows you which parts of the town are still getting electricity or have been restored. The university seems to have power now. Um, the high school has power, uh, but large portions of the, of the city don't. The second part of the computer seems to be personal stuff, and you can't get into that. That mm. seems to be locked up. Email and stuff has its own password. Uh, do any of you have any experience figuring out strangers' passwords? Yeah, I could try and find a zero-day vulnerability. I don't I know that it's a, a priority. Too, but go ahead, Bones. Uh, yeah, I can see what I can do. I'll use my what, computer science skill. Okay. So you sit down at the desk and you start fiddling with it. You you yeah. notice everything that Agent Alarm did. Uh, okay. Horrible, horrible working conditions. And of course, the room is still hot, but the temperature is going down. Did you change the temperature? Yeah, mm -hmm. I vote for 74. I feel, I feel like we must have, yeah. Yeah, it's going down a little bit. And then Agent uh, Shepard, you are going to, or rather Agent Alarm, you're going to make coffee. Yeah. What's Delilah and Elkhorn doing? So I would like to try and find a map of some description. I, obviously we have the um, the power grid, which I could have taken a f uh, photo of my burner and then looked at okay. there. But I, I want to map out r roughly um, the different ways we can get to um, our green box from where we are. Okay. Um, I will say that, that finding a map, there's probably a big map on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, La Fontaine like isn't... 
you, you asked me the size of La Fontaine. It's not huge, but it is a small university community. There is a, a little university attached to it. And um, the downtown area seems to have all kinds of stores. Um, you probably do notice a gun store. Um, it has a couple of bars. It has a couple of things like that. Um, but there's also this river that cuts through the middle of La Fontaine. And it looks like, um, oh, it, it looks like the the, um, the storage facility is not too far from the bridge on this side. Uh, when you look up the address of Mills, it's on the other side of the bridge. The downed bridge. Mm. Well, it's not down. It's just frozen over. Right. It's icy. Uh Bones, do you want to see if his address is in an area that has power? Uh, right, here's the address. You do see that there is some power going out into that area. Um, so it's not... you, you don't see power from every house. There are a lot of either people turned their power off or they, uh, they were abandoned houses or just not on the market right now. But there are still a few power houses with power out there. Elkhorn would like to see if there's any patterns in what parts of the town or the city have power and maybe compare them based off of the few places he does know, like the location of the green box and see if there's any anything that sticks out like, you know. Um, not really. Not at this point. It, it looks like a spider web, you know, on the screen. Um you're guessing that the area, the, the neighborhood where Mills is still has power. Uh, you're guessing that the area where the storage units does not have power. Who wants coffee? How do you take it? Black. A little Black. cream and sugar for me, please. Black. It looks like there's only powdered milk, substitute or whatever. Non-dairy creamer, yeah. yeah. Anything in a pinch. Um, all right, so uh, Bones. Yes. Why don't you do a computer? Okay. Thank you. You're trying yeah. to crack through. Yeah, I'm going to like reboot the computer in like administrator mode, stuff like that. Oh, 48 out of 50. Okay. Um. You do that, uh, it comes up, um, but the email portions for his his email seem to be, I mean, it's still password protected. Mm -hmm. um, okay. You have the password for the grid. Uh, so I've got everything besides the email? Uh, um, yeah, pretty much. Okay, I'm like well, checking whatever, the recycling Whatever bin, he was doing. Everything. Um, recycle bin. Yes, you see uh, documents. You th see things that have to do with power regulation. Um, all of that seems in order. Okay. Uh, yeah, everything seems in order. Um, do a do an alertness. Gotcha. Well, so you said he was a mama's boy. Is there a name on the back of that picture? It can't be a new picture. Because he doesn't look like he's been working here for 15 years. Right. Check the back of the picture. 
Well, someone else has got to do that. I'm at the computer, and I rolled a 17 out of 50 I'll for alertness. Okay. Well, the, the picture's like right here from where you were at the computer. Um, oh, okay. Then I'll just turn it. You I... flip it around, and there is a piece of yellow notebook paper that's folded mm. up and stuffed in the back of the, the picture. Here, someone else um, look at this. Yeah, I got it. Let me see. You unfold it, and it is this. It's a bunch of Bible verses. Um, one, two, three, five of them are crossed out. Jeremiah 29, 11, Psalm 34, 8, Proverbs 17, 17, John 15, 13, Romans 8, 31, and 1 Corinthians, which is not crossed out, 13, 12. You think this guy is like some religious nut, like predicting the end of the world or something? Or it could just be password. Agent Bones, you type in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, colon 12, and in fact, the email opens up. Bingo. I wonder if there's a Bible in the desk. We could uh, see if there's any connection between these. Although it looks, I mean, it's both old and new. Did you want to look in the desk for a Bible? Yeah, I'll slide open one of the drawers. Okay. You, in fact, find a Bible, a King James Version. And uh, this is what you get from those. Does somebody want to read this out loud? Jeremiah 29, <clears throat> 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to proper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Psalms 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Romans 8.31 What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 1 Corinthians 13.12 For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. I didn't exactly see a thread, but it doesn't seem uh, random. It's like he's working on something. Themes of, uh, well, selflessness in one of them, laying down your life for your friends. Um, and about uh, always loving your friends and brothers and adversity, dealing with adversity. Um, and I guess that last one, preparing for when you will know the truth or see the real God. Seems like Skip's been on a journey. Yeah, so, a really goody two-shoes uh, church-going mama's boy. Um, Agent Elkhorn, do a, let's see, dexterity. Uh, do we have dexterity? Yeah, yeah dex times five. I rolled a one. Okay. Um, so a couple of things happen at the same time. Um, Agent Elkhorn, um, as you're setting the pad down that you were writing on, um, you drop your pencil on the ground. Uh, Agent Bones, at the same time, uh, you unlock the email 
And you also, when, when you do that, not only does the email come up, but the browser opens. And it would seem that Skip has been perusing every porn site uh, that's available. And when you just give it a flip, it's really violent, um, really nasty porn. And Agent Elkhorn, as you reach down to pick up your pencil, you are kind of assaulted with that smell, and the smell seems to be coming from under the table, the desk. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Bones, what the fuck are you looking at on the... Uh, t turns out, goody two-shoes, church-going mama's boy is a real semen demon. Yeah, you're telling me, look at this fucking mess. Oh. God. The agency trusted this fucker to... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, pretty bold looking at porn on your work computer, but that's that's gross. If, if he was just put in here yesterday, he's accumulated... It looks like all he was doing was looking at porn. I'm going to wash that my explains hands. explains the, the sweaty look about him. And the sticky keyboard that you've been typing oh, on. Oh, and Jesus. the front oh. of the chair that you're sitting in and the floor. And Bones, you kind of freak out a little and you run into the restroom to uh, yeah. wash your hands. And holy shit, the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. There is residue like everywhere. This doesn't feel normal. Does this feel normal to anyone else? This doesn't feel normal. No, not at all. Not one bit. Hey, I mean, I used to be 14, but like, this isn't normal. You bones, you want a free pencil? Hell no. no. I gotta find another restroom. Jesus. Uh, yeah, this guy's got a... Presumably new erotic mania i mean to to make a place filthy in 24 hours with your lonely rutting or uh, yeah and just part of the sickness i don't like it it's definitely part of his sickness he probably gonna... went into the green box oh, yeah i think so well look i i'd like to go check on him i truly do not want to do this alone because I don't know how I don't know how amorous he would be toward my presence and I don't want to deal with that by myself so. based on what he was looking at yeah I mean he seemed to be into some pretty aggressive yeah that that this seems unhinged and I don't want to deal with that alone maybe one we should the, go ahead one of one of the emails that you find it's more than one uh is he was trying to contact every porn shop in town as well or for porn okay so Just all of those are dated all of those are dated from yesterday Is what about the emails email? yeah yeah what about the emails before that was he just like a normal person before 
um, all of the emails prior to um, January 3rd are perfectly normal uh, between him and other companies and, and so forth. Okay, so he no probably... And when was the silent alarm trip for the on the box? second? On the second. So the question is, do we want to see if there's any indication in the green box of what he got before we go to see him? That, that might help inform how we approach it. <clears throat> so. Right. Other that, either that, or we break into two groups and do both at the same time. Uh, I think we should all go together. It makes sense since we're all part of the same FEMA group. Yeah. I need to wash up. So one moment. I'll run back into the main building outside of the trailer. You know, Tanya's going to associate that with us. Not... Oh, I'll okay. go to the end then. Uh, when he's gone off to wash, I'll give him like two minutes, and then I'm going to try to reach him on his burner phone to see whether the cells are working at all or the tower damage means that we're not getting reception. Yeah, you weren't getting reception. Can we get a um, hold of some handheld radios? Maybe downtown. Uh, what is it's? We got in in the you know at six six seven in the morning. What day of the week is the seventh? This is Saturday. Oh. Uh, I'm also worried that this is one of those towns where everybody drives twenty. 30 minutes to the Walmart and downtown is just a husk and there's nothing to be found. Um, but we'll find out. Is it common for utility workers to have radios? Maybe they have spares. They should. Makes sense. I would think anyway. I, if we're wearing FEMA gear, surely we can wander up to a, a FEMA um, equipment and just grab some of theirs. Hey, there might be questions asked. But... There may be questions asked, that's true, but yeah. All right. At the moment, you don't really see anything. There's not like a FEMA headquarters anywhere. Mm. Most of them are out working. I can't hear you, David. The random collection of um, file cabinets in the middle of the trailer, are they huh? empty or do they have old records in them? Or... They're empty. There is a nice conference table in there as well, that, uh, um, but it's not really secure in this room. All right. Well, I guess when Bones feels clean and anyone else who <laughs> wants to get the residue, uh, I, I, I'm going to, um, does he have a box of Kleenex on his desk? Um, sure. Yeah. Let's take one of those and just rummage around at the desk some more to see if he's got any other personal effects or there's a human head or it it looks like i see it looks like the drawers are pretty well organized um and now that you know kind of what you're looking for there's not really any stickiness inside the drawers um but now, now that you know what it is, the smell in the room is gross. 
It's that sickly, sour sort of sweaty smell. Plus yeah. encrusted stuff all underneath the desk. I wonder if we can get something taken care of here, or if we just want to do all of our work out of the motel from this point. I, I, look, I got us a series of suites that we can turn into a command center. And I'd prefer mm. any, you know, work associated with our agency not be done in a space accessible to the public anyway. So yeah. but I'm not working it. This is disgusting. I'm not I'm, I'm not doing it. It's gross. So do you I, want to move your headquarters then across the street, up the stairs? At least have that as a central location. Do you guys want to take over our hotel suites with this, or do you want to try to commandeer another trailer or something? I think we have the suites available to us now. I think the more that we um, try and get stuff from people, the more of a, uh, a profile we're building. So um, we have bed in the hand, so we may as well use use that. The um the phone rings next to the desk. Linux in hand, I'll pick it up. Okay. Hi, this is Tanya. Um, I thought maybe you guys would need some way to get around. We can't always spare, you know, people to come and pick you up and drive you around. So I got you an SUV, uh, oh. which you should be able to use. It's got four wheel drive. Um, you can pick up the keys in in the office. Uh, it's parked around back. It's black. Uh. I, I, she gives you the the license plate number. Um, how you guys holding up? Uh, you know, I'm, we're a little bored about Skip. It seems like he got real weird before he took off. <clears throat> uh, but you know, we're we'll. Uh, uh, well, you know, I gotta we're... admit, he was acting kind of funny. Uh, you know, I've known him now for quite a few years, and uh, he's like one of the most clean-cut, you know, goody-two-shoes sort of boys. And Real real um, churchgoer, right? The other, yeah, I don't know if he goes to church or what church he goes to, but him and his mother, you know, he's very close to his mother. He takes care of her. Um, but he gave me a look uh, before he, you know, went home, like, I don't know, really weird look. Yeah, I uh, I think I think something got into him. Uh, so hopefully he'll uh, he'll get better real soon. Uh, I'll come and pick up the keys. Uh, this is uh, Shepard. I work with Davidson. Thanks thanks a lot for thinking of the vehicle. Right? Did I hear uh, walkie talkies? <laughs> oh, no, sh- <laughs> and while you're on the phone. <laughs> We realized that our cells aren't working, and we need to work in separate groups. Uh, we thought yeah. get a break. Yeah, all the cell towers down. Yeah, I can get you some utility. Uh, they only work for about a mile. That should that'll be a big help compared to not being able to communicate at all. Tell so she your, gets you those. Your charm. Um. So without any difficulty, you pick up the keys and. We'll just say you get five walkie-talkies. You can all set on the same frequency. And uh, did you guys want to set up your headquarters? Yes. 
Yeah, before we head out, we can just drop our stuff off all in our rooms and okay. base. Sure, you set up your headquarters. We'll say at this point it's, we'll say 10 a.m. by now. What do you guys want to do? Before we leave, of course, I'm going to turn the thermostat down further, let the natural refrigeration of the weather uh, help seal this place. Uh, and of course, you know, cautiously disengage Skip's material and turn that off. We don't need that confusing anybody else. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get the supplies for my briefcase. So ice pick, zip ties, claw hammer. And I'm going to put uh, Skip's Bible in the pocket of my parka. He might respond to it, even though he's not well, clearly. All right. So you guys have, have put yourselves together up in the room where you, you choose one of your rooms as the center and you can uh, set up a table and do paperwork if you need to. Um, you set up your laptop, uh, Agent Bones? Yeah. Okay. Um, of course, you've got programs on there. You can use those, but you can't seem to connect to the internet. Oh, well. So, okay. Worth a shot. All right. So you guys are, are ready to go. What do you want to do first? Probably go to the green box, huh? Yeah. I think that may inform how we interact with Skip. So. Okay. So you drive across town. And it's not easy. You see that there's, you have to keep finding detours to try to get around and, and head that direction. So it takes you probably an hour, even though it's not really that far. You start to think you could have walked there faster. Um, and you finally find it. You park your car. There are no other cars there. Um, it seems to be uh, a self uh, self, I don't know what you call it, where it's self-storage. Mm. Um, so there's a gate uh, that looks like it's operated by a, you know, number pad. Uh, there are no lights on. Uh, you can see that even the utility lights that normally would shine down on the facility are off. Um, and you can see towards the back, the there's a bunch of trees that have fallen down. They've smashed the fence down. Uh, they've pulled the power lines down at the same time. So there is nobody here, and there is no power at this facility. Um, you can hear uh, chainsaws in the distance, you know, but you don't see anybody around. It's not really an area that nobody's working in this area. Okay. Uh, now... Did the handler say that this was um, a silent alarm went off? So that means that they rigged some sort of electricity to this. But um, I'm assuming you can get into these storage lockers without power. Yeah, they're just they're the metal gates. They're metal uh, doors that have been pulled down and padlocked, and they're arranged, you know, in straight rows. Uh, Zero 
0171 should be easy to figure out. Um, so the gate has a keypad and it's obviously inoperable. So we want to drive the SUV around to where the tree damage is and walk in. Okay. And yeah, that's uh, in fact what you have to do. And you have to actually leave this parking lot and go into somebody else's parking lot. That's down the road a little bit. That's near the, where the tree line is. At 20 below, a padlock should not provide a lot of resistance to brute force. Do we? There must be a tire iron in the back of the SUV, so we'll bring that along. Okay. I also so, have a claw hammer in the puff coat pocket. He does. Yeah, he's got a claw hammer. Um, you you get out of your cars and you do notice that there is cctv uh, cameras around the facility there are no little blinking lights though so the power is mm -hmm. off um uh, you walk in and you realize it's a few rows over that you've got to go uh, and as you are approaching you can see that there is a large tree that has fallen down from just outside the fence and it has come crashing down on uh, that particular green box. Um, it's not completely torn open, but it is in part in the front of it. It's been smashed down and torn a bit. Uh, and then it looks like it must have rained again and refrozen again because the tree is covered in ice. But the box is open. It's open? Yeah. And does it's it torn like, open. Okay, so it looks like this happened because of the tree, not that it Correct. was already. And... Yeah. Well, yeah. Skip was on the alarm the is the problem. Right. Like, can we find the lock that was holding it together? Um, okay, so you're approaching? Um, as you approach, uh, you can see that it's open. Yes, the padlock is still in place. Okay. Uh, it's kind of pinned under the tree in part. Um, the tree itself, like I say, is covered in ice, and there's bits bits of snow and stuff around it as well. Um, do, um, do an alertness. So, 27 under 70. Yeah, 25 under 70. Okay. 16 out of 50. Before you actually go in, as you're coming up, you have to kind of climb over the tree a little bit to get there. Those of you who passed notice very clearly, preserved under a, a, a thin layer of ice, is a big spot of what looks like yellow vomit. Hmm. Hmm. So before Skip's illness, as we conceive of it, began something that he saw or smelled or something in the green box made him real sick. Yellow is it? Shine the ice over it. Is you know Not was bright it, yellow, just kind of. He had some creamed corn with lunch. Icky, yeah. Uh, something like that uh and uh there maybe there are also some uh 
prints in snow that then got covered with ice and preserved? Uh, you see maybe boot prints, sure. Yeah. And just one looking tread? Yes. So poor Skip got the alarm that the that the uh, rental box was violated and came out to see for himself. And he'd been told that there was an anti-terrorism task force box in there with some gas masks and paperwork, and he saw something that made him ill. That's not pretty for poor Skip. Um, before we... You know, we have to clamber up the, over this tree and this broken fence, and it's icy. Let's, you know, take a good flashlight tour of jagged metal and whatnot before we fall into something. Okay. Position yourselves where the tree is still in front of you, but you are shining the light into the uh, mm -hmm. into the green box, the storage unit. Um, you can see that there are some standard uh, metal uh, shelving that's been put in there. Uh, you can see that there are some shiny black things which you identify as trash bags which have been wrapped around objects. Um, you can see a scattering of stuff on the floor. Part of it has been frozen now to the floor because the weather has gotten into the room. Um, uh, there are a number of uh, large objects that are likewise covered in plastic uh, trash bags, like hefty bags. So nothing except that you can see some there, some what looks like paperwork and uh, uh, scattered bits that have fallen off shelves uh, when, the, the, when the tree hit uh, that you, just, you can't identify readily from outside. It's a mess. It's a mess inside. Anything obviously tampered with or removed? Not from outside. You can't see. You can't tell because everything is all over the place. Mostly you're seeing trash bags. Oops, you're muted. We, this is, you know, they don't put storage centers in uh, densely populated areas in a, in a town like this. Do we feel like we need anybody to stand outside to keep an eye out for civilians, or should we all just take a chunk of the room and you don't see? Anything. I don't think anyone's going to bother coming by here anytime soon, right? The whole town's in crisis. Correct. Uh, in order to move anything, we're probably going to need to bring in a couple of blowtorches too. Uh, any uh, any ice I can break aside right now? Yes. All right, then I'll get to work with the ice pick and the hammer. The uh, the roof of the facility is more or less kept most of the weather out, but some of it obviously is frozen rain that splashed inside. And... Would you say yeah, there was there's... an inch or more of ice on the floor, presumably concrete floor inside the rental space? Well, only right at the front and only, you know, on, on the tree and stuff. But inside, mm -hmm. once you're inside five inches, then it's... It thins out. Is it like a six by eight unit or much larger? Yeah, about that six by eight. There might be stuff way in the back that you can't quite make out. Yeah, let's make our way in. Mind your step. Okay. Yep. There's probably sharp metal, so 
Uh, yeah, once you're past there, there are some rather ragged, sharp pieces of metal from the storage facility itself. Um, one of the uh, one of the sh shelves has been knocked over, and stuff is on the floor. Um, what do you want to do? There's nothing really obvious unless you start fiddling with the plastic bags. So they are very I, oddly shaped. Some of them. I wonder, while we still have the um, the power of, if we may be able to go into the the office of this uh, facility and retrieve the CCTV um, unit. Because if we can recover the footage from there, we may be able to see exactly what's happened, at least have an idea of what's happened to Skip. You know, obviously, the power may have gone out beforehand, but I feel like it's a, a useful thing to hold on to, especially if that tree does come down you do see something weird going on it. That footage is probably something the, um, the conspiracy doesn't want out in the world. Yeah, I bet if it's on VCR, pop out the tape or... Mm. If it's not, just take the whole damn hard drive. Yeah, just take the, just pick the whole thing up and walk out. I, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Delilah ain't that computer smart. She's probably just gonna pick up the entire unit and walk out with it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, probably walk out with the monitor first, and you go no. So we should be careful because whatever got Skip sick might be in mm -hmm. here. So I'm gonna cover my face up, the scarf. We have to assume. I, look, yeah. I have, I have medical mask you know just a little face mask. oh we'll take those um, yeah um other than that take the trash bags move them to the suv right and then i say we give the handler a report if we can reach them mm -hmm. y'all want gloves too i got some of those as well yeah we'll now. we'll take those we'll take some gloves yeah you're probably wearing gloves winter gloves anyway but yeah yeah right. yeah uh um, are right. there are there bagged items that are too large to easily shift? Okay, so when you start moving stuff around, um, there are some smaller bags, not very small, but, you know, this like this, that you can feel there's something inside. One feels like some sort of case, maybe, so it's it's oddly not rectangular. It's kind of bumpy, um, but it's not very heavy. Um, you find uh, uh, in the corner, however, you find uh, what looks kind of like the shape of a filing cabinet. It's rectangular. Um, it's not very big. It's maybe that that far across. Maybe that that like this, but it's three feet high. And when you go to pick it up, it's very heavy. Um, and it shifts. It shifts um, like it's a stack of thin books or, or something that have been wrapped up. Um, there's a, a one that you pick up that is roughly round, but whatever's inside is pointy. It's pointy all over. Um, can do a a luck roll to Each see if sure. Yep, thirteen. I'm good. Nine. I failed. Right. So 
those of you who failed, I'll give you each one. Um, Agent Elkhorn, you pick up something and it almost feels like a like a football or a ball. It's not very heavy. It's very oddly shaped, but it also has something coming out of it like this um, that feels like a lever or a, a handle of some sort. Um, you don't really want to jostle it around, but uh, that one's not very heavy. But as you're, as you're, fiddling with it, the, the bag rips a little bit, and you can see that it, it almost looks like maybe an axe handle of some sort, though the head of it doesn't feel like an axe. It's, it's very strangely shaped. Um, uh, Bones, you, you missed, you also did one? Um, yeah, I you felt... pick up You pick up the prickly sort of thing, and because it's a plastic bag over something prickly, a couple of the points push their way out of the bag, and you can see it's something constructed of wood, um, horns, like horns. You're not sure, but uh, you just get the tips of them poking their way out of the bag. Somebody else fail? Um, Delilah, you're holding that oddly shaped rectangular box with curvy sides, and as you're moving across the room and holding it, you're thinking, is it like a violin case? Something like that. Uh, but are you moving this all to the car, the contents of the room? Yeah, I think we're ferrying whatever's right. loose to the car right. now. All right. So you accomplished that. You pretty much clear it out. You... There's a couple of like yellow pads that you break out of the ice where the, the ice has gotten on them. You pack those all together. You pack that into the car. Now, Agent Delilah, you wanted to go to the office. Um, yes. The office is, of course, locked up. But considering the, the current state of the town, you know, trees fall, things get broken trees, into. Trees fall all the time. Windows get broken. Main directions, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you yes, can borrow um, the hammer. Yeah. So um, with the hammer, there's not much of, uh, much of a problem breaking into the office. There's some filing cabinets. There's a desk. There's a little back room. And you indeed find like a VCR uh, player uh, and a box of tapes. The VCR player is labeled... Uh, it's labeled uh, Tuesday. Yeah, we don't know when uh, that. But Wednesday uh, has not been put into the. And, uh, yeah. So I, I think we'll take uh, Tuesday. So, okay. so we've gotten here on the 5th, and that is a what day of the week, sorry? Tuesday so, would have been the 3rd. Tuesday would have been the 3rd. Okay. So, uh, the ice storm hit on the second. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, I I think we'll take Monday and Tuesday, and okay. the player, and just you can uh, take the player. Well. Okay, yeah, we'll take the player too. Just Might just take everything, just in case. 
Although La Quinta Inn might have a VCR still. It might. Uh, all right. So you you travel back to... Is there anything else you want to do before you go back? I'm going to um, try and call the handler. Oh. Okay. While we're um, driving. So yeah. while, while I'm in the office, actually, I'd like to maybe try and find the... Um, if there's any uh, records for... Um, a one seven one. There is, in fact, um, you see that uh, for at least fifteen years there are monthly payments um, to a Mister uh, 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 George uh, Benson. Cool. So it. It, it looks um, perfectly conspiratorial. We're all good. Um, sure. Leave that in place and disappear with the CCTV uh, footage in the place. Okay. And you kind of make it look like they've loot, somebody's looted it. All right. If there's so, any cash in the cash drawer, take that too, Delilah. So how, how to what extent are we able to actually clear out the box? Pretty much completely. Okay, there's some, there's a little bit of that. I'm assuming that filing cabinet, we're going to have to take some stuff out of it in order to move it. You said it's not a pretty Did you want to open up the thing? I like, is it a, a, a two person lift would suffice or is this like. Yeah, scary? but it's, you don't think it's a, it's a filing cabinet. It feels like a stack of, of rather shifty paper, maybe. So it's yeah. two people could do it, but it would be, you got to kind of. Awkward. Yeah. Awkward. It's awkward. I wonder if there's filing boxes or something in the office that we could repurpose. Oh, yeah, like bankers. There, has to be, yeah. there have to be cardboard boxes. It would be sure. easier to shift everything into that. I agree. So when you them. do that, you realize that whatever this is, it's like 11 by 17, the uh, a standard sort of paper size, uh, legal. What is it? 11 by 17? No. Yeah. 11 by yeah. 17 is... Uh, is full size like a newspaper. All right. So you managed to do that and you put that in the back. You have to kind of fiddle stuff, cram it in there. Now, but you get everything. Any sign of anything disturbed in here other than by the weather? Was there, there one was... torn plastic bag that had nothing in it? Or Yeah, there was one thing. And it was just sitting in the back. Um, it had it, it was knocked over on its side. And uh, you, you, you've already commented that sometimes they store weapons in green boxes. In this case, you find this. Uh, my Spanish isn't so hot, but this looks like some kind of grenade launching kind of. 762 uh, is standard for, that's 30 calories. That's, yeah, that's ammo. So with yeah. my military background, do I know any information about this? Um, yeah, it's an ammo box. Yeah. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, 7.62 uh, millimeters. Um, do any of you have any languages? Uh, I have... Uh, nope. What was it? I have Somali. <laughs> it's not going to be very helpful here. <laughs> Does anybody have Spanish? 
Well, no, but so we we can go off of this. So two hundred is I'm assuming is the quantity, and then this is NATO seven six two. So that that's a standard round, like civilian round would be three oh eight. Um, so these are just rifle rounds. Um, is that what's actually in the box, Elkhorn? There's nothing in the box. Looked bloody. Okay. Wasn't there some like liquid in there? Was there a stain There's, in there? It looks like there's kind of like a black oil or something mm -hmm. that's in the in the box. Hmm. Well, I hope that black oil. I mean, so maybe Skip is a weapons aficionado, and these were contaminated with something, and that's why they were boxed. In fact, we should put all of this stuff in one room at the inn and quarantine and it a bit. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, but, and there was no, I mean, maybe the, the stack of shifting paper will have some records about what's in here that we can examine in that room. But so far, there was nothing that looked like a manifesto. There was no clipboard hanging on a chain. No clipboard. Um, yeah, everything is pretty much sealed up. There were some large rectangular things at the back that looked like, that felt like they might be pictures or paintings um but you've you've gathered all that together in that one um you don't want to examine it at 20 degrees below zero and, <laughs> and <laughs> well, no, I, I, from what i've heard about the cowboy years i it was a mess you know i don't think anyone was keeping a an inventory of anything at that time so do we feel like the, that we've been able to clear this out to the extent that nothing remains in the ice that civilians shouldn't find when the thaw comes? Yes. Okay. The only thing you've left in there is those big metal uh, shells. All right. Okay, so I'll, I'll call the handler on the way back, and if it goes to voicemail, I'll leave a voicemail. Okay. You attempt to call the handler, and the call does not go through okay can no i leave signal. a voicemail then oh no there's signal. no signal so network's down isn't it gotcha difficult to get a hold of anyone i'm assuming none of us have internet on our phones or anything like that either it's probably you, you can't get a power's probably yeah. down yeah correct the good news is we can get online in the trailer on that computer you're that is correct so maybe we want to pick up some sanitizing wipes as we pass through town. How does the downtown look? Um, you didn't have to go right through downtown, but it's like like any small downtown. They've got pretty much everything that you'd need. They've got shops, they've got clothing stores, they've got, you know, but not big ones. There's no and mall. Despite the extreme weather, some things are open. No. Everything's mm -hmm. closed. Everything's closed. Right. Including the ammo store, <laughs> and this and the and the the army surplus store. So, so it's been another couple of hours. We want to take this back to the inn. So it's a couple lock, of hours. Lock yeah. it up as best we can in one of our rooms, and then and go fortunately see nobody asks any questions because they're too busy doing other stuff. Is this, uh, we're on the second floor. Us. Is this external stairs or internal? 
They're internal stairs at Lakita. Maybe there's some external ones too, but in this case, where you guys are, you got the suites. They're internal. Yeah, we we might have to think a little bit about what remains on the La Quinta records when we're done here, but mostly black plastic bags look nondescript, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, like black plastic bags and moving boxes, it could Pretty, just as easily pass as our equipment. Yeah, in an emergency situation, that's not exactly for alarm material yeah and then we wash up a little bit and then go to see skip yeah i think so um i want to try and wipe down that computer and then try to send a text message to the handler from the computer because handler should know skype them all right um so let's do that you uh go over there so uh take some serious handy wipes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, my message, right? It's, hey, mom, this is Danny, your favorite son. Looks like the plumber that you hired went around and fucked everything up. He's gotten himself hurt and might threaten to sue. The good news is that we cleaned up the initial area. Send. Okay. Um, off that goes. Uh, no, no immediate response. Um, so, you've got all these things in black plastic bags. Do you want to see what you've got? Did you want to? Oh, what do you? Uh, how, how do you want to proceed? I think well, that we should draw straws on who's opening these bags, but were they we could asked provide to useful take an inventory. Yes, we were. Yeah, we're supposed to inventory everything. And they All might right. help us so deal with uh safely skip. recover, move and secure, take an inventory, find mills, yeah. and figure out why you didn't report. Oh well, shit. Yeah. I want like, I think we should go ahead. Go ahead. So, you know, uh indoor gloves now, and we should spray all the plastic down with Windex, etc., before we even touch it with gloved hands any further. Yeah. And then we want to cut them off with utility knives and bag them for disposal uh and we want to prioritize i think paperwork because that's our best chance of figuring out what everything else is how much of the storm do you think destroyed this paperwork it's possible i mean the the good thing the bad thing is that all this was left in this public storage unit for 15 years the good thing is they bagged everything before they locked it up so that's reduced the storm damage because the the elements only got maybe a foot in, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, very cold paper inside plastic is fairly is safer than paper under a lot of circumstances. But yeah, let's get another box of utility bags and unwrap our presents. Okay. Um, the question is, do we need to? divide up labors because we should see skip today before he gets worse i agree well we should also be prepared before we see skip right considering his condition we want to know as much as we can but we don't want to wait until tomorrow to definitely today under the cover of darkness 
do we want to all do all travel together or do we want to split and have some folks and we've got a mile of radio contact give or take so we could be, two people could be looking at paperwork while three people intervened yeah uh, that's uh that also minimizes the amount of contact that people get if this thing is infectious so you know, maybe we should at least uncover these things to figure out sort of what they are before contacting so that we know what he might have encountered. And then maybe if we're going to split, we can leave two of us back here just to jot everything down. But so then we all have all the information, at least the basic stuff. That's yeah. Wise. Yeah. I mean, the paperwork's going to take a while to go through if this is paperwork as it as its feel suggests. Other things we might get a general sense of. Uh, oh, and the next time anybody goes across to the trailer, first of all, we could just spray Lysol all over everything and let it sit for a bit. Uh, also, we can uh, get a cheap Google translation of the Spanish on the side of the art uh, ammunition, if there's anything specific about it. I don't know what that is. Cartuchos, I'm not so worried about. Numbers are clear. But if it indicates something about where that might have been used or originated, that might mean something. Is it something on there like bandolier, bandolero? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to at least Glove take up. things out of the boxes? Glove boxes. up, spray down, yeah. cut open. I'm keeping my mask on. I don't know about you guys. But yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, probably a good idea. I think biohazard is indicated based on Skip's change. Yeah. Dan, you've been really, I mean, uh, Agent Elkhorn, you've been really curious about that oddly shaped thing that you thought had an axe handle on it. Um, go over to it with a pair of scissors. You you cut open the bag, and as the bag falls away, it startles you, because what you see is this. Oh, it's covered with that stuff that was like in the ammo can. That I don't know if I want to touch that oil. Um, what the hell is that? A mask? A I have to say, I was kind of afraid it was going to be a human head that was frozen, and I'm relieved that it's wood. But yeah, I don't like that tar. It's not a mask. It's a solid round chunk. Yeah, it's a big, it's a crudely carved wooden head made by somebody deranged. Is this um, the stains on the handle of the axe? Is it still? Um... They are, they're dry. So, okay, it's not like viscous yet still. They look more like stains than anything that's on there anywhere. It also looks like there are fingerprints in it, so we should photograph those. Hmm. I'm really feeling like a lab rat right now. Yeah, I don't know what that stuff is. It's black and also was in the can. Was it? I wonder if any of the other stuff that we're going to uncover here has that same stuff on it. I'm wondering if there's a reason that we don't know anything about 
this up 15 years ago. Maybe the people involved didn't have an opportunity to report fully. Well, I'm but, sure we're also kept on a need-to-know basis on a lot of these things. Uh, yeah, and we now should... we're here interacting with things that might potentially cause us great bodily harm. Definitely, uh, we should. Nobody should be in the room with this stuff overnight. Two of us should double up in another room, and we should just keep this sealed off, and we're not actively working on it with protection. All right. Well, that was good. How about the spiky thing? You didn't get well, poked, did you, Delilah? I, um, I think it was Alex or Mark, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll check for any spiky spike thing. puncture. Since I've already hey. opened one, should I open the rest just in case? Well, we're, we'll go around the <laughs> well, like exposure, like so that if I it was exposed to something by oh. not all of us got this. Again, I think you know we should all engage in precautions, but I don't know if there's any. I mean, we're all in this room breathing, even if masked. It's our eyes are exposed. You know, this isn't a secure facility where we can do things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the quicker we get like everything things. cataloged, the quicker we can uh, move out of this area as well, I think. Okay. So I'm checking if I got poked. I'm not too worried because I was wearing like snow gloves. It doesn't seem particularly sharp. It's definitely made of wood, whatever it is, but there are points on it. And as you un unbag it, this is what you see. Uh, this is about this big. Okay. So, Two feet diameter. It seems to have writing on parts of it. Some kind um, of art piece. We'll do an idea roll. You want an intelligence roll? Intelligence roll. Times five? Okay. Here we go. 90. Uh-uh. Well... I mean, it looks like kind of what it looks like. It looks like it might be some sort of puzzle. Hell no, I'm not fiddling around with this. I've seen that movie. Don't don't solve the puzzle. <laughs> so it's it's multiple pyramids, right? It's multiple rectangular polyhedra. What was that language on it? And one of them had writing on it and it was a different material and the others are made of wood is that what you guys you see that it Entirely. seems to be sort of semi-reflective so if you move the box you can see there are other symbols on other surfaces um mm -hmm. agent curie uh, yes. do an intelligence role you said what language is it rubik's cube um i'm hoping a 58 will pass but who knows uh yes to look at it, trying to figure out if you've seen any language written that looks like it. And you sort of realize that don't think that it's a language. Um, there are oddly shaped figures, but they seem to have a very clear sort of mathematical meaning, mm. uh, rather simple, in fact, like this one. If you if you move the box like this, it will match up to this side, um, like a Rubik's cube of a sort. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, more like a, a, a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not chain. I'm not rotating this box, but right. I will point out that it looks like a mathematical formula of some type. 
you think that it might actually spell out a mathematical formula when you're when you've done it. Yeah, there's, there's a reason these things end up in green boxes. So I'm just going to leave that one be. Let's see. Riley, you're pretty sure you've got what you've got. You, you pull the bag off and you realize it is, in fact, a violin case. Do you open the violin case? Absolutely, I do. You open the violin case, and it is a beautiful uh, red violin. They red velvet lining, and a uh, gorgeous. There is no manufacturer mark or anything on it, um, and it, it looks like it's in perfect condition. Mm. Is there anything inside the uh, top part of the violin case, though, where the pull tab is? Uh, there is not. Okay. Well, I feel like it was a bad idea to play any musical instrument that winds up in a green box, so I'm going to close it back up, and I'm going to put it to the side. Um, okay. And then, uh, let's see. Jim Curie. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Agent Alarm. You've got that large floppy thing of papers. You open it up, and in fact, it is a large stack, a three-foot-high stack of computer paper, uh, the old kind that's all folded Oldie together. Fold. Right? And um, this is what you see. Subject, Abernathy, Aaron P. So security number, male Caucasian, right-handed, glove size, prefers leather in black or dark brown, does not trim his nails until they exceed 1.75 millimeters. Cuticles need trimming. Bites left nail causing rough edge. Wedding band, tan lines, but no ring for three years, four months previous. Black hair on knuckles. Scar on right metacarpal from carving accident in wood shop. Subject, next letter, next name, both again bidding with A's. Uh, other very specific details. It looks a little bit forensic, although it also has past information. Prefers pink shades of nail polish, slight fungal infection. Unmarried, possibly because of unattractive hands. <laughs> and it goes on all the way to Z. It's an enormous entry of extremely specific. 250,000 entries. They're just, what, cataloging people? How bizarre. Death in two minutes and 19 seconds for the last Whoa. entrant. Flames. Mortal, uh, ruptured spleen and perforated bowel. Jesus. It sounds a little bit like the most know. remarkable serial killer catalog that could ever have existed. I mean, he knows things about them when they're living, and he knows things that, or that the hide. entries are about specific components of their bodies, and they go from... Aaron A all the way to H Z U R. So 
feel like I feel like I need a sanity roll for that. It just feels very unnerving to me personally. Okay. Yeah, that's me do a sanity roll. Yeah, pass. Um how curious are the two of you? Oh uh quite. Yeah, I'm I'm a scientist. I've like I'm I've probably spent several minutes pouring over this, trying to figure it out. There were no, there were social security numbers, but not birth or death dates, right? Right. Correct. That's weird. It's Your curiosity weird. then gets the better. You can do a curiosity roll. There's no such thing. Both of your names are in there. Oh, Jesus. Your oh. real names. Holy shit. So there's your sanity roll. Yeah, well, I'll take another one because this is extremely unnerving. What's even out. more disturbing is that accidental cut that you had last week on your finger is also recorded. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. What's going on, Curie? <clears throat> So this is a catalog of 250,000 people. Look at this. Look at the level of detail on each person. And then look at some of these people. It talks about how they died. I'm in here. And there is an injury about something that happened to me last week. Look, I'm just going to stop you there. Close the cabinet. It's not our job to figure this shit out. We just got inventory. What's the the sand loss on a failure? Uh, 1d4. Bones, I think your instinct is good, uh, but I think we need to look at Skiff Mills. Is he on it? Oh, yeah. We should look. It's alphabetical. They have to shift it carefully, you know, because I don't want to get it out of order. No, I agree. That's a good point, Alarm. I mean, what's it going to say about his hands? That he jerks off a lot? Probably. It might be something. It no, might it, it say hits, how like, he it dies. Like hitting all these, yeah, n- notable Asian Curie was... Your entry underneath, like, Adrian Curie or your false no, name or real your real name. name. That's why Bones doesn't want us to look. yourself. Yeah. Free. It's free. probably going to have... It might be Delta Green operatives that's listed here. That's that's fucked. I hate that. This, this green box hasn't been opened in 15 years. There's an entry in here that something happened to me last week. Mm. Yeah, it's Look, I'm not concerned time. about our identities being revealed you don't know my real identity so you're not going to look for it well the question no, I'm is not looking for you man i'm just saying this is fucked yeah oh yeah the, the reason you think we should put it away is so that nobody else looks at their own entry because yes. that isn't good for anybody and you're right I about agree that. With that although it is agree. useful information but we should look for skip is no, skip his real name i assume so, not with look through probably it doesn't not a name but the Mills entries, what do the Mills entries look like? There's quite a few of them. Do uh, I remember uh, a, a real name from looking at his emails? Dual Blackwell. Yeah. Pass. It's Michael Mills. Michael um, Mills. You look him up. He is indeed in there. Um, it describes his hands as being pristine. Um, well-kept, well-manicured. Uh, it mentions that his mother manicures his nails. Um, uh, and it the odd thing is the last line is something about um, abrasions on uh, both hands uh, in the palm area 
and uh, a slight chip in one of the nails on his right hand. And that's all it says. And I'll just ask if Bones and the others are curious to see what I mean, guess. Is is the mother in? You don't know what her name is, so it could be any of a number of people that are in there. Okay, best leave it for now. So, no manifesto. Oh, well, we don't want to give everything <laughs> all at once. Uh, you don't find one immediately, but maybe in one of these bags. Um, so who wants to go see Skip and who wants to continue cataloging and how do we want to catalog? I, my specialty, just to be you know transparent, my specialty is in virolo- virology and parasitology. So I should probably be on that visit. Yeah, well, I'm a lawyer and ex-marine. I would I would not say no to some kind of backup on this. I am not trained in weapons and I do not feel comfortable doing this alone. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh. Cause my specialty is fucking slogging through bureaucracy anyway. Uh so, so Elkorn, do you want to go with Bones and Curie or shall I? I can join them. All right, and I'll stay here. Uh, Delilah, do you want to keep cataloging us? So, yeah, like we have some cataloging to do, and we have some um, CCTV to watch through. So um, I can catalog while I'm scrolling through the CCTV, seeing if slash when the um, tree came down, um, and then seeing if Skip was there beforehand after afterwards he would have been there afterwards but you know uh, seeing if we can catch the actual moment itself i think that's a good use of my time all right so we will call it there that's two hours um and we will pick this up again uh actually in a few weeks isn't it because we've got things all right um let's see our players included Holly Buto, Riley Kruger, Alex Sun, Dan DePolis, and David Gasway with yours truly as the handler. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. Uh, we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean, iTunes, and now from Spotify. Uh, if you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. and Punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Delta Green role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>